Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. As stated throughout today's broadcast, October 28th marks the commemoration of one of the most significant dates in Greece's history, Ochi Day. Ochi literally translates as no in English, and on this day, people in Greece, Cyprus, and in Greek communities all around the world celebrate Greece's rejection of the ultimatum given to Greece by Italian dictator Benito Mussolini on October 28, 1940. Mussolini's demand was for Greece to allow Axis troops to come into Greece at the beginning of World War II and to occupy certain strategic locations and to safely pass through on their way to North Africa, or otherwise Greece would face war. As the legend goes, the Greek Prime Minister at the time, Ioannis Metaxas, responded to the ultimatum with a laconic response which made history, ochi, or no. In response to this refusal to allow Axis troops to pass unimpeded through Greece, Mussolini's troops, which had been stationed in Albania, attacked the Greek border that same day, signaling the start of Greece's participation in World War II. That same morning, the Greek population took to the streets shouting Ochi, and beginning in 1942, this commemoration was celebrated each year on October 28th. What often gets lost in history is the valiant battle that Greece fought and the victory that it achieved. Greece at the time was impoverished and near bankrupt, with armed forces that were severely lacking in manpower and supplies, and which were greatly outnumbered by Mussolini's forces, 250,000 Italian troops against 150,000 Greek troops, one of the largest navies in the world against the navy that consisted of a small handful of boats and submarines, 500 airplanes versus less than a dozen. Against these incredible odds, Greece chose to fight, and Greece won. The Greek army improbably pushed the Italians back at a time where nation after nation had fallen to the Axis forces in Europe. Greece, a huge underdog if there ever was one, took on a major military power and won in what was the first Allied victory of World War II, a historical fact which is shamefully often overlooked by historians historians, and in popular accounts of the war, as is the fact that by the conclusion of World War II, Greece lost a larger percentage of its population than any other country, more than Germany, more than Russia, more than Poland or France, more than anyone else. As a result of Greece's victory over the Italians, the German army, which had been counting on the Italians to easily crush any resistance in Greece, was forced to change its strategy, which was to attack Russia in the spring. Instead, the Germans were forced to invade Greece, diverting time and resources away from their original plans and delaying their invasion of Russia, a change of plans which ultimately sealed the fate of Hitler's army. All this as a result of one simple Greek word, Ochi. Three years ago, we aired a similar commentary on our program at a time where a large percentage of the Greek populace was once again saying no, this time to the illegal, criminal, and destructive policies being forced upon Greece by an illegitimate government and by the European Union and the International Monetary Fund. Unfortunately, though, that fighting spirit has, in the three years which have passed since then, given way to a passive acceptance, as Greek citizens get taxed literally to death, as young people leave the country in droves, as over 5,000 
12,000 people have committed suicide in recent years, and as the country's public services, its health and education systems have fallen completely apart, all of these developments are now accepted with a remarkable fatalism, as if Greece's population is resigned to its fate. It is in many other countries, however, where that spirit of resistance which once characterized Greece continues to live on. In countries such as Bolivia, Argentina, Ecuador, and Venezuela, people have rejected the policies of the major Western powers, the multinational corporations, the vulture funds, the banksters, and international speculators who have wrecked havoc in countries such as Greece. In Bolivia, President Evo Morales was just re-elected with over 60% of the vote, having implemented policies which have been the exact opposite of those prescribed by the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, and which have led to a decline in poverty of 25%, a decline of extreme poverty by 43%, an increase of 45% in social spending, and an increase of the real minimum wage by 87.7%. All the while the country is, believe it or not, maintaining a budget surplus. In Greece, however, the word no has been replaced with the word yes. Yes to everything. Yes to more budget cuts. Yes to more firings. Yes to more salary reductions. Yes to more closures of hospitals and schools. Yes to everything the criminals in the Nobel Prize winning European Union and the International Monetary Fund demand. Yes to the fascism of the Greek government, the European Union, the IMF, and the banks. On a day after the Nazi invasion of Greece, right-wing newspaper Kathimerini told the Greek people to lower their heads and get back to work, that the Nazi army was here to liberate Greece. Kathimerini and other media outlets like it are saying much the same thing today. The difference was in 1940 and 1941 that the Greek people didn't listen and said ohi, or no, instead. Oh,